You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Gina and Brandy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 826, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Vicki, or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small, refundable deposit of $200 or hold your resort and ticket package, so contact us today. So I promise, listeners, this entire uh, episode is not going to be sad, but there's quite a bit of sad or disappointing news here at the beginning. So I know that we've been talking since the Galactic Star Cruiser opened and predicted that it wasn't going to be able to survive based on the price point that was there. And so they announced that the Star Cruiser is, of course, going to close in September of this year. So if you've booked anything beyond September, you should be getting an email or a phone call. And I guess they're going to try to fit you into one of those things if it's possible. If not, you're going to get a refund, which is a hefty little refund, by the way. It's only been open since the spring of 2022 for the two-night, three-day adventures that you had where you were engulfed in Star Wars things, which I have to say looked really cool, even though I don't know Star Wars like some people do. And I even hoped sometime I would be able to do it. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Disney had many reasons. They haven't listed all of them, but we know for sure that guests were not booking because we could see that on, Mm -hmm. we could see the openings. They have to pay the cast to be in acting mode all day long because those adventures, they can't switch out the actors because that would be weird. Mm -hmm. And um, once somebody's experienced, it doesn't change. Like the storyline is the same, even though the people will be different, you're still going to have the same outcome. So we're sorry, Disney, but we think maybe you should just make it another resort and soften the pricing a little bit. I mean, it would have to be a small resort because there's only 100 rooms or even make it into like a dinner theater or something, you know, kind of like um, that. What is that over there? at um, do do. Yeah, like hoop-de-doo. Make it into a Star Wars themed one. That's true. They need to do something because that's a lot of money. I have a feeling it's going to sit there empty for a couple years. That's very sad. So Disney World closures of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser in September will enable them to claim a write-off of approximately $300 million. And that (laughs) was... Right, that's all. (laughs) As stated by Disney Parks Chairman Josh Tomorrow during the J.P. Morgan Global Technology Media and Communications Conference, Disney Parks Chairman Josh spoke during the... uh, conference and he indicated that the star wars galactic star cruiser did not perform as well as disney had hoped but will ultimately lead to a significant tax break for the company well we tried to tell them all along that this was going to be a big flop 
Well, I'm glad they get a tax write-off, but I don't think they should completely shut down that building because I agree. there's going to be stuff growing all... Yeah, that's not a good idea. Too much technology in there. They need to think this through. Well, I'm sure that's removable to another location. They can use it for storage. They should have opened it up like like the other resort. So like where you could go, even if you're not staying there. I mean, I don't know how that would have worked with it since it's kind of like a show type thing. But like, even if it was just like in the check-in area or something, you know? Especially who's going to pay that much money for something that's such a niche experience. Mm -hmm. And I like, I love Star Wars. Like, you know, that's cool. But then there's also the point where, like, when they talk about, like, where you're interacting and all that, there's some people who just aren't comfortable with that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's such, like, a niche experience to have. And then when they say, oh, it costs, you know, $5,000. For two people. For two people for, (laughs) you know, what, two nights. I could go on a Disney cruise cheaper than that. Right. That's what Kyle Palo said. That's like what my brother and sister-in-law, their sandals package was. And they were in, you know, Antigua for like right. six days. <laughs> like, I, mean. I, I just wouldn't, I, there's no way I could have afford it. I would have liked to. I saw the YouTube videos and it looked awesome, but right. mm-hmm. it wouldn't be something that I would have paid that much money for. Especially if you couldn't even get your foot in the door to even think if it was worth it for you. Right. Like any other resort, you can go walk around, explore, and it make you want to stay there in some way. So it's just a completely different experience. It was it was a good idea. It was a cool idea. It should just should not have cost that much money. <laughs> Brandy's going to tell another story that, you know, Disney should just consult us. They should, because um, they're canceling another project, um, and it's the $1.3 billion to build um, the Lake Nona project. Um, this was going to be the regional campus for thousands of employees. Some people were even planning on relocating from California to Florida. Um, they even extended the timeline, but now it's like a major stop, hard stop, I guess. New York Times says that CEO Bob Iger and Chairman of the parks experience, Josh Diamaro have officially called it off. It would have brought more than 2,000 jobs to Orlando, uh, Orlando, um, more than 1,000 employees from Southern California. Um, and it was apparently most of the Imagineering department would move, which that just sounds crazy to me, them to not be in California. Diamaro initially cited Florida's business-friendly climate when it was announced in 2021, but a recent email sent to employees, he talked about changing business conditions and noted that those changes were behind the cancellation of the Lake Nona project. $17 billion is expected to be invested in construction at Disney World over the next decade. It's also anticipated that the investment could bring 13,000 jobs to the area. And talking about that investment, he wrote, I hope we're able to. I think that whole thing was over the feud with DeSantis. Or DeSantis, however you say it. Oh, really? Governor DeSantis. Well, yeah, it was kind of that whole, like, the whole, um, what was that area called? Reedy Creek. Yeah, that whole thing of um, the big, you know, little match they got into. I hate politics. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We don't want to, we don't want to get political on here, but it's just, it's very much a situation where I think that um, people just got let their egos get get in the way of doing what was best for everyone wouldn't that be nice if we all did that (laughs) yeah so over in california two men have died following a large fight inside a parking structure near disneyland resort according to east bay times authorities responded to the anaheim garden walk at 400 disney way around 2 30 a.m 
And inside the parking garage, the police found a deceased man in his 30s with at least one gunshot wound. Another man was in his 20s or 30s was found laying on the ground and taken to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead. The cause of death is undetermined at this time, though a 911 caller claimed that a fleeing vehicle actually ran over one of the participants in this gunfight. Anaheim Police Sergeant John McClintock said the cause of the fight is unclear or where the participants were before entering this parking structure, that no suspects have been named in the men's death and the victims remain anonymous at this time, pending notification of their families. This happened last night, which we're recording on Monday. So that would have been Sunday night. Of course, it had to happen where we're staying, right? <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> Okay, so so some more sad news coming out of Disneyland Resorts. I'm very upset about this because I could not wait for Vicky to see it when we were there in August. But Disney has made the decision to put Fantasmic at Disneyland Parks on hiatus through at least Labor Day. The holiday falls on September 4th, and Disney released this statement. We are taking this time to evaluate the show and explore opportunities to add new magic and touches for guests to enjoy. Guests who had previously booked Phantasmic Dining Package will be notified of this hiatus. More information will be coming soon on alternate experiences for guests this summer. You may remember that we did report that the second showing of Fantasmic on April 22nd, a fire broke out with the Maleficent Dragon. So I I bet they have a lot of repair to do. It, that's my gut feeling. Like they were operating on like a kind of different show because of some of the damage. Right. But I'm still sad. It just means I'll have to go back again. Sorry. <laughs> well, I am going to go see the one in Walt Disney World um, for the first time in July. Amy and I got a Fantasmic Dining Package. So oh, did you? <laughs> we did. Oh, where are you going to go to eat? sci-fi. Yum. Good food. Good food. Never been there. So it's on our bucket list and we decided to do it. Well, that is super exciting. I have a uh, Say It Isn't So at one of our rest- newer restaurants at Disney. So, one of the coolest things that guests enjoy at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is using large, oversized pencils. They're comically giant pencils given to guests to sign their receipt. It was at the opening in late March until about a week ago. If you are at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land, you could sign your checks with this comically large, giant pencil, and it has a normal-sized pen embedded inside to work. It helped you feel like you were shrunk down to the size of the toy with a lot of other oversized household items that are in place in the restaurant for its theming, similar like what they have at Woody's Lunchbox. Uh, but unfortunately, guests were continuing to steal the giant pencils, so Disney had made this decision to remove them from the experience, ruining for everyone who visits the restaurant in the future. Of course. I want to know how they got out of there without somebody noticing. the same thing, because that thing is big. If they're that big, I mean, I guess a backpack, a stroller, like, they check you when you come in the park. They should be checking people when you leave. Well, but how do they get out of the door of the restaurant without one of the greeters seeing it? Because it looks at least 24 inches. They are. At least. big. No. People are wildly like, have you ever, do you have anybody in your family? Do you have anybody in your family who likes to steal the fun cups at a restaurant? No, I don't. Thank God. My husband, he likes to stick them up his sleeve. (laughs) Oh, my sister. That is her thing. I last time I was somewhere with her and she didn't have a purse and I said, Brandy, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need you to put this in your purse. I was like, I am not doing that. <laughs> I was like, I am too old to be stealing cups. 
So I'm going to turn this episode around or I'm going to try to. So Disney revealed a new ticket deal this past week. It is a four-day, four-park ticket deal. It starts May 23rd, 2023, which was yesterday when this airs. You can purchase the four-day park tickets for $99 plus tax a day. So like a little over $400. The guests will get a ticket for each of the four parks and you can visit a different park each day. Park Hopper is not available on this deal and the tickets are valid from June 1st to September 29th. There are a couple blackout dates on these tickets, July 1st through the 4th, obviously 4th of July, and then September 1st through the 4th, which is Labor Day weekend. The great news is you do not have to make a park reservation if you purchase these tickets. I actually have one sold for tomorrow. When they go live, it'll be interesting. Only one, but that's okay. It's one. (laughs) So Disney has announced that they are going to give the Disney pass holders a VI pass holder day. It's, you know, VIP. Exclusive treats and exclusive photo opportunities. The most exciting part for pass holders is the discount on merchandise, food, and beverages throughout the parks. These discounts include... um, any discounts on some of the Epcot International Food and Wine booths. The discount on the booths aren't high, but every little bit helps. For a limited time, Disney is also going to have a relaxation station for pass holders in the park. And Disney has not released where those are going to be, but when we find out, we will let you know as soon as possible. And I'm hoping they extend this to July. (laughs) Maybe you'll get to take part in it. No, because I'm not going in the park. Ah. Uh, it's a no parks visit. Well, dang it. I know. I kind of want to go in, though, because um, you get that figment magnet for Disney pass holders. I know. I saw that. How are you a pass holder and having a no parks trip? I know, right? Just go to the park. I have are you an going issue. during a blackout day? We don't have blackouts. No, we don't have blackouts. We paid for the full on thing. Okay. I'm really lost. It's really <laughs> hot. I'm going with my husband. And we are taking advantage of the amenities at Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can't just pop over there to, to check out the relaxation station? <laughs> I guess I could. And get but, your magnet. But then yeah. he's going to, uh, then poor Brad's going to just have to stay at the resort. That's okay. <laughs> He'll be fine. So I'll be right back. If I had a magical annual pass and I was within driving distance walking distance <laughs> of a park there is nothing that could keep me from setting foot inside of it Same. nothing sorry brad <laughs> but we're we're on we're on vicky's side for going to the parks by yourself i'm not saying like it's so freaking hot there in june i went in june my like last family trip was in june y'all are making me scared about going in july now but my one friend said it wasn't that bad and since i've had surgery i don't get like really really hot anymore like I'm cold all the time so even when I'm hot like when I work out I don't get hot like I used to and I don't sweat so maybe it won't be so maybe not when I my thing with June I know it's always humid in Florida but that is like the peak of the rainy season like the beginning of June and I feel like the reason I was so hot is because the humidity was absolutely unbearable because I felt like we had a day our magic kingdom day it just rained constantly it was back and forth weather all day long. And I just feel like I never cooled off. Like even in like air conditioning where I used to put a, in October, I would want a sweater on inside of it. I still felt hot inside of there because it was just like the heat penetrated me and I couldn't <laughs> let go of it. Um, but yeah, June can be okay. It'll be all right. I, I would go. I mean, I would take the opportunity. 
better than being at home. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about more ticket deals this time for Florida residents. Um, beginning uh, last Tuesday, May 16th, Disney is offering Florida residents a special promotion with the summer magic package they can purchase a four-day ticket package for 58 dollars plus tax per day or a three-day ticket package for 70 dollars plus tax per day park pass reservations are required with this ticket package the florida resident summer magic tickets are valid through september 29th they are subject to the blackout date similar may 26th through 29th so memorial day weekend july 1st through the 4th and september 1st through 4th so labor day memorial day july 4th labor day holiday that makes sense for this that's a good phase, deal that's, though that's a, it is a deal. very good deal So anybody living in Florida, we can hook you up. One of the coolest effects has returned to the Magic Kingdom Festival of Fantasy Parade. So after the fire and Disneyland, they took everything away that breathed fire in the Disney parks until they could determine how to make sure that didn't happen again. But Maleficent's Dragon is now breathing fire again in the parade because Disney has found a way of to keep this safe around guests and employees. So they are going to only have the dragon breathe in certain spots in the park because especially where they know there's less flammable material. So they insinuated it never really said for sure that it wasn't going to do it in um, Frontierland. But I started thinking about it. There's probably a lot of wood in Frontierland. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but they said if you wanted to get a look at the dragon breathing fire Main Street USA, it for sure does it there. So if you're going to be at Disney World and you're wanting to see the fire, I would say get on Main Street with everybody else. Interesting. See, I'm so excited because I get to see the fireworks and the parades with Abby because she likes them too. And we're not rushing from ride to ride to ride. (laughs) Okay, so the opening date was released for when the Little Mermaid meet and greet will come to Disney World and Disneyland Parks. Um, The meet and greet is set to open on Friday, May 26th this week. And that also happens to be the day the movie opens in the theaters. The Little Mermaid will be in Walt Disney Presents in Hollywood Studios right by Pixar Place. In Disneyland, The Little Mermaid can be found at the Promenade near It's a Small World. Oh, I know exactly where that's at. (laughs) I know that Edna Mode is important because we just, you said Pixar Place and it made me think about it. But I really think they should have let Sully be the one that goes in the air conditioning. (laughs) I agree with that hot. I cannot even imagine because years ago we thought there were fans in those costumes. There is not. That's a big old hot costume. That mm-hmm. poor person. Could you imagine when they take that off? No. <laughs> poor thing. That cannot smell good either. No, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> There's not enough Lumi, I don't think, to, to deal with that. <laughs> they better pay them good money. <laughs> she get a bonus if you have a hairy costume. <laughs> <laughs> Stipend. <laughs> All right, so we have an announcement for Sarah. We hope you're listening, Sarah. The barges at Epcot that have blocked the view of the World Showcase are finally and completely gone. They were put there for the nighttime show Harmonious for Disney World's 50th celebration. There was huge controversy about this nighttime show, mostly because the barges blocked the amazing view that had been at Epcot for so many years. Disney has listened, and the barges are gone. Guests can now see the whole World Showcase without it being blocked. Yet again, another thing of wasted money that Disney did. I thought you were going to say another thing that we said needed to go away. Well, it was. We did say (laughs) it needed to go away, but I'm thinking it's another waste of money. Yes, I know. They (laughs) They just need us to run their finances and they would save a lot of money. Something. Oh, my gosh. 
So the Buzz Lightyear meet and greets back at Disney World's Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. Yay! Since the pandemic, Buzz has um, only been on the Tomorrowland stage greeting guests from the stage to keep it socially distanced. So I'm sure this is exciting news for a lot of Buzz fans. The meet and greet is specifically located between the Buzz Lightyear spin and the Carousel of Progress. So if you're going to be at the Magic Kingdom, don't forget to stop by and visit everyone's favorite space ranger, Buzz Lightyear. Yay! Hotels near Disney Springs are recognizing teachers and support staff with the summer discount. I actually just got this for my client. Yay. They are offering room rates starting at $92 a night. This offer is at seven of the Disney Springs hotels. They are at the Bee Resort and Spa, Double Tree Suites by Hilton of Orlando, Drury Plaza Hotel of Orlando, Hilton Orlando Buena Vista Palace, Hilton Orlando Lake, Benovisa, Holiday Inn Orlando, Disney Springs, and Wyndham Garden Lake, Buena Vista. This promotion must be booked between May 15th and August 15th, four days from May 29th and September 4th. This promotion applies to preschool, daycare, kindergarten, grades 1st through 12th, university and college teachers, and any support staff in the U.S. and Canada. These prices are based on availability and must be booked through the promotion website. There you go, Brandy. Yeah, really. That's um I am support staff. You exactly. <laughs> My mom's retired support support staff. Yeah. There you go. Now we have a way for you to go, Brandy. Exactly. Except for I can't take off this time of year. See what they're forgetting is if you're support staff, it's unless you're an EA um, or building secretary, you probably can't take off during that time of year. Because you're busy supporting new teachers. It's okay. I'll get there again with my family. It'll happen. Uh, So on June 16th, Disney and Pixar's latest movie, Elemental, will be released into theaters. Um, It kind of looks like a cross between Coco and Inside Out, which were two very big hits for Disney Pixar. This movie is described as a romantic comedy drama, which will follow the fire element Ember Lumen. That's unique. Um, played by Leah Lewis and water element Wade Ripple, Mamadou Athey is the actor, who meet and fall in love in a world where different elements are forbidden from mixing. The film is inspired by director Peter Stone's own adolescent experience growing up as a son of immigrants in New York City during the 1970s. I married someone that wasn't Korean, and there was a lot of culture class with that in my world. Stone stated this at the Disney Content Showcase in 2022. And that brought me to this idea of finding opposites and the question of what is what if fire fell in love with water? It's a mature theme to tackle in an animated movie, but distilling adult topics into family-friendly contact is what Pixar has always done best. We won't know viewers' thoughts until its premiere on May 27th, however, however critics are projecting it'll be a flop. What do you guys think? I don't know. I don't know that it'll be a flop. It looks really good. At least I think it does. Like I said, it looks like a crossover between those two movies. Like the city background looked different colors, but it looks similar to the backgrounds, uh, you know, when they cross over in Coco. But then mm-hmm. the elements reminded me a lot of the characters that we use for character ed, anger, disgust, um, mm-hmm. joy and all that. So I don't know. Brad and I watched a little um, trailer of it last night. We thought it looked kind of cute. Well, do you guys remember? You probably don't. Um, but my daughter was obsessed with Tinkerbell and we had all the Tinkerbell like movies that went straight to DVD before Disney plus was a thing. Oh yeah. You said you watched them over and over. Oh, I watched all of them over and over again. 
And one of Abby's favorite ones was called The Secret of the Wings. And that is where Tinkerbell finds out she has a sister. And you Mm. find out that where the fairies live in Neverland, there's three season sets of like the kind of fairies that are in the fall and the spring and the winter and the summer while the winter fairies are all over there by themselves and no one can ever cross into there because their wings will like freeze up (laughs) and it's dangerous to go over there and she finds out her sister's a winter fairy and she's her sister because they were born of the same laugh (laughs) and the whole thing is her trying to figure out how to be with her sister and spend time either one of them spend time on the other side without ruining their wings and then the whole the pixie dust tree has a problem they got to solve it they got to all work together and then you find out that the mother fairy i think angelica houston did her voice since it was so good um and uh the uh fairy dad or i don't know what he called whatever whoever is in charge of the winter fairies was a dude you find out that they had a secret romance and one of them actually couldn't fly because their wing was ruined and that's why they separated them and barred them from ever seeing each other knowing anything about each other so it's it's been done before like in a different way with the fairies so Hmm. i'll give it a chance it could work no i'm not saying it can't (laughs) i'm i'm just happy so i was appreciative this week to actually get a text we asked we talked about the live action and you guys all know how Sarah and Matt feel about that. Last week I was talking about how Joey feels about the live action movies and wanting some original things. And so I we invited the listeners to text us in and I actually got a text this week from my former student teacher and friend Kirsten Starch. She lives in Kansas City now and she texted in and had this to say, had something I wanted to send for the live action. I felt um, I feel very 50-50 on them. There are some I like, like Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, but I'm also getting very over having everything be live action. I'm ready for my originals, whether live action or animated. And then I just wanted to say thank you, Kirsten, for listening to us. And I apologize for not giving you a shout out before now. We appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us. And please give Devin and Dalton a hug for me. Devin was my music student when he was in third grade. Uh, Thanks to Gracie, Lola, Margaret, and... Uh, from at Fairmount and Amanda and Leah are two of my second grade parents that are listening, which is amazing. I had no idea. Lee and Crystal in California, Samantha, Kelly, Jenny, and Angela here in Missouri, Andrew in Florida, Gideon's Cookies, Travis in Alabama, (laughs) Ashley and Ben in Tennessee, Karen and Megan in Georgia, Gina in North Carolina, and last but not least, Stephanie's mom, Brenda, and my mom, Kathy. And I was going to ask you, does Amanda listen to the show? Because I didn't know. Yes, sometimes she does. Well, if you're listening, Amanda, thanks for listening and doing your trip report with us not too long ago. We appreciate all of you. And we love that we get to make magic with you each week. Thank you for joining us. And thanks for listening. And please go to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating and comment. It really means a lot. We love hearing from our listeners and be sure to let us know what you would like to hear more about. We're always reshaping our show to cater to our listeners' needs. And if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact me, Brandy, Vicki, or Gina at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Brady and Vicki interview Miranda about her recent trip to Disneyland. You won't want to miss it. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the mousecapades, and more podcasts.
Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. Farewell, foolish mortals. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.